everyone. Today I am back with Seth, Tyler, and Andy to discuss what your weekly marketing and website checklist should consist of. So we use checklists all the time here at 08. We believe success comes when you have a steady, clear focus on what you want to achieve and when you take steps every day to work towards that. So a weekly checklist really helps you stay on track and keep your team aligned. And then we can also do daily or monthly checklists. But let's start by chatting about our website. What types of things do we check in on um, or need to complete each week with our website? The list here is gonna vary based on the complexity of the site, um, but there are some standard things that pretty much everyone with any site uh, can and should be doing. Um, this will look like weekly audits with tools like SEMrush or Moz, you know, your, your standard uh, SEO platforms. Um, and then also checking in on several things that are going to be impacting performance, um, user experience, or your SEO uh, efforts. This can include things like uptime reporting, um, checking to make sure that your redirects are working correctly. So that's like HTTP to HTTPS, or you have no WW that making sure that that's redirecting to the WW version uh, correctly. Um, and then any other really key uh, uh, redirects that you have on your site that are going to be very important to user experience. Uh, and then just making sure that really any indexing issues are being addressed as quickly as possible. Um, so this will look like uh, duplicate meta tags, title tags, um, any issues with your robots.txt, uh, which is the file that kind of says to search engines, look at this part of the site, but don't look at that part. Um, as well as then the X robots, which is a per page version of that, uh, where it says, look at this section of the page, uh, but not these other parts. Making sure that your canonicalization uh, is squared away so that you don't end up with duplicate content issues. Uh, checking to make sure that your sitemap is being generated correctly and just the million other crawling and indexing related issues that could pop up uh, when you're looking at a site, as well as a really big one, which is malware detection. Um, so running checks regularly on your site to make sure that it hasn't been compromised. So it's a good thing to do, especially when you're handling any sort of e-commerce or uh, semi-personal information. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, Go ahead, Seth. You know, depending on the complexity of your site and how many stakeholders are in there changing things and uh, depending on your development workflow and all that, uh, tools like Visual Ping, you know, on core, highly business critical pages to detect any visual flaws that may have popped up from a content editor or a developer unintentionally doing something. Um, can be nice as well as just the concept of automated testing in general, um, you know, especially that critical e-commerce path or any critical business critical page. Um, there are ways to do this, not weekly, but uh, just in time as well as, as something averse is detected. So that's something uh, worth mentioning as well, I think. Yeah, those automated tests, especially on those business critical pieces, um, if you can set those up more consistently, like even happening every five minute checks, um, just because, you know, five minutes on an e-commerce site could translate to a lot of money uh, if there's an issue with, with that pathway. So that's a really great point, Seth. Um, some other things that I like to look at, especially with larger sites, uh, is going to be internal search trends. 
this is something like we spend a lot of time looking at SEO related searching and trends, um, but we have our own little mini search engines within our sites. And a lot of time, especially on those larger sites, uh, this is gonna give you insight into what your current users are looking for on the site. Um, and this can be really helpful as far as like for enterprise related situations. Uh, what are my internal teams looking for? What's going on inside my organization? Uh, and then helping to adjust and, and tune those search results uh, to better serve those, those trending uh, issues and topics. So Andy, from your perspective, from more of like the marketing side of the website, are there metrics that you should be reviewing like daily, weekly? What do you really check in on when you're looking into the, the checklist? Yeah, well, I mean, everything we're talking about so far has to do more with the site's performance and its stability and, and all of which is really important, clearly. I mean, just for good user experience, uh, for security, for SEO. Um, but on a real basic level too, you just want to check your, check in on your traffic and not just look at it and go, oh yeah, that looks okay. But compare that week over week, month over month, year over year, is traffic trending up, down? If, if it is down, or if it's up for that matter, what's causing that? Do you know? Is it seasonality? I mean, many industries are like that. And you can see a consistent pattern. If you go back and you check over the last few years, you see that, oh, I'm always up in May and June, or I'm always down in August or whatever. So. If you're seeing what you're looking for is anything that stands out of your traffic that that, that seems out of the ordinary and and then you want to drill down to some expect, extent if you're doing this on a regular basis then you already have some uh, understanding of probably what is driving your traffic which channels which segments and so forth but if you see something anomalous then you drill down and start looking at okay tr can i isolate this what's causing this is the tra is the traffic let's say it's a traffic drop is it Am I, am I seeing this, um, this is relative to last week or last month, am I seeing it for a particular geography? Is it happening on mobile, but not on desktop, et cetera? So divide and conquer, segment, 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 until you figure out what's potentially going on. Um, hopefully, that's all good news, but uh, you, you do want to drill down and investigate if something is, is uh, off kilter. Yeah, a great example of this happened with our own site just uh, a couple weeks back. Um, I forget the specific keyword that we were we were looking at, one of them that we monitor regularly. Uh, we noticed that in one of the month over month or week over week reports, we saw a pretty drastic for our site uh, drop in organic search traffic uh, relating to this specific keyword. Um, you know, we'll call it Drupal. I, I don't remember what it was, but the Drupal keyword, for instance. Um, and in digging into that, uh, we saw that, you know, our impressions and things like that. Uh, and the click-through rate in the, the SERPs was still holding steady. Our position was still doing really nicely. Uh, it's just that overall in, the, in, the, in Google, uh, traffic and searches for this particular keyword had dropped drastically. And in its place, uh, we uncovered a new trend that now we're uh, pivoting toward to help reposition some of our content to begin addressing this this shift that we're seeing, so um, it, it's something that you know we do all the time, and those those numbers are going to fluctuate constantly, um, you know. But really, those diagnostics that Andy you were just talking about are so important, not just from the SEO perspective, but also that can be really important just for your business, uh, you know, as a whole, and some of the offerings and messaging that you're you're thinking about uh, rolling forward. 
And then, of course, while we're talking the side, it's not just traffic, but also it's conversions. You know, what are the macro and micro conversions you, you've set up? And again, how are those trending over the pa past week, over the, pa over the past month? Uh, anything out of the ordinary? Anything, any good news? Um, you know, I mean, and bad news in its own way is instructive as well. And again, same basic issue. Uh, try to understand what's driving those conversions, which segments seem to be converting at a higher rate. Is it local or regional versus, say, national? Is it certain states or certain cities? Mobile versus desktop. If you have demographics enabled in Google Analytics, uh, is it certain age groups or, uh, or other uh, demographic uh, segments that uh, might be uh, converting at a higher rate? higher rate than, uh, than others. Uh, all of that can give you insights as to how you should potentially evolve or modify your site to cater to the groups that are getting the most value out of it. Or if you feel that a key group isn't getting value, then, then doing essentially a um, response to that to make sure that you are providing valuable information to someone that you feel is underserved and maybe not as converting as well as they should be. Yeah, and if all of this is sounding a little bit overwhelming, um, that's probably because it definitely can be <laughs> with, but the good news is that like with, with the right tooling um, and the right reporting, you can really surface the important things. Um, that's one of the reasons why we structure our KPI documents and our reporting dashboards for ourselves as well as our clients like we do, uh, just so that you can kind of cut through the noise and, and take a look at these, these, especially like Andy had just mentioned, the macro conversions Keep your eye on the prize uh, and then we have several diagnostic metrics that are tied to each of those where if something's anomalous or there's a shift uh, we can just kind of zoom right into those diagnostic metrics really easily cut through all the extra clutter uh, and and surface those insights a lot more quickly than we otherwise would be able to just looking at the flood of data that any one of these tools uh, is going to be giving you just raw out of the box you could be running on I me. Mean, Google Analytics itself has just got a lot of reports and a lot of places to look. People often wander around without having any real idea of what they should be looking for. So it starts, it helps if you start out by framing the questions of what do I want to know? Like, what do I think is important to look at each week? And then figuring out how to, ideally, you get those data points into a dashboard using Google Data Studio. That's what we would typically use. And then that becomes one-stop shopping. You can pull in information, at least from the Google suite, you can pull in information from uh, Google Ads, from, from Analytics, from, uh, from Google Search Console. You can, with third-party connectors, you can pull in data from social platforms as well. So you get a, a good, rich set of data that you could just look at in one place. And you can isolate, and we'll come back to this as a theme because it's important, you measure the things that are most important. The old, you know, as the old saw goes, measure what you treasure. So if a particular, you want to focus on a particular set of keywords or particular conversions that you know are important for your business, those are front and center on the dashboard. You don't have to go digging through 15 different tabs in Google Analytics trying to put that information together. It's all right there in front of you and it's visualized in a way that's convenient for you and your, your uh, leadership. Yeah, and, and beyond just the, the KPIs on usage, um, those, those very same KPIs and reporting uh, like ideas can apply to that long list of health check pieces that we looked at prior as well. Um, there are a lot of tools that we have in our suite, uh, New Relic and others, where we can set up uh, proactive monitoring and reports so that we really don't have to be worrying about looking at those things. It'll kind of ping us when there's an issue, and then we can use those tools and those diagnostic metrics 
that we've identified to dig in and dive into each of those issues as they arise. So again, don't, don't get lost or feel like, you know, you're overwhelmed with all of the things that you have to be doing. Uh, you can do this smartly with some, uh, smartly, <laughs> you can do this intelligently with, um, <laughs> uh, with, uh, I love live stuff. Um, with the right tool set and the right infrastructure. And, and that's where having a good partner um, is really going to be important. Yeah, so I feel like we could talk about website checklists all day. It's a, <laughs> it's a pretty big um, task to, to conquer, but we can definitely help and talk to you guys more about it. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. But let's move on to content marketing and social media. What types of things do we address with this checklist? Andy, do you want to kick us off? Well, before we leave websites, let, let's think about the fact that content marketing definitely also impacts the website. It's the, right. uh, it's the thought leadership you're putting together and posting. It's how people are going to find that on your site and how you tease that at various portions of the site or how you cross-reference or recommend it uh, in different blog posts. So, uh, you know, kind of keeping all that in mind. But then moving on to um, overall, the big picture here has to do more with content and your content calendar. So where do you go uh most most folks who are are you know executing a constant strategy it just it's, it's a critical piece to have a centralized uh calendar where you can pretty much see everything not necessarily write down the final detail of every word on a post but at least you know what stories are you're telling at which week or which time of year uh, and which themes uh, they're hitting, how they play into your overall content strategy and where they're going to appear, you know, which ones are going to be on LinkedIn versus Facebook, which ones are going to link to back to blog posts on the site or videos on YouTube. Having all of that mapped out is really important. And then just meeting, having essentially operating like a news organization, having an editorial meeting once or twice a week where you sit down, review the content calendar, make adjustments and so forth uh, is, is really critical to that. And from a management perspective, that high level theming and messaging and establishing it and leaving it just at that, at that content calendar level is going to be really important to make sure that, you know, at the management level, again, you're not trying to get way down in the weeds and getting stuck on individual language or imagery. Uh, you're really trusting your team to work within um, the bounds that that, that thematic uh, messaging is going to lay out. And then letting your team really run with the, the details and within maybe your social tool uh, or within HubSpot even, um, using the individual posting functionality to then let the team get into the nitty gritty of what is the messaging and the imagery on this platform going to be, you know, just let, let all that settle out uh, within those other tools and keep the, the content calendar from the management perspective, really high level. So talk to me about reputation management. Um, that's something we always check in on too and encourage clients to check in on. What does that look like? I think what that is, what that looks like is going to vary based on, uh, you know, your business and the geographic reach of your business. Um, this can be something as simple as uh, setting up a, a Google alert or something. Yes. Um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, there are certain uh, tools like Sprout Social or Hootsuite that offer, uh, you know, kind of like they keep an eye on different um, combinations of keywords, mentions uh, with your, your uh, Twitter handle, for instance, or certain hashtags, where you can kind of keep an eye on that in the background. Um, but there are also tools within the suite like Moz offers, uh, where if you're coming up uh, within, um, like from a backlink perspective, 
uh, you're coming up in uh, other websites where folks are talking about you and linking back to you and your content, uh, that can also be really important from an SEO perspective as well as that, that reputation management. Um, and there are dedicated tools that are, can get really expensive uh, like Meltwater uh, that you know, are gonna kind of take that a step above and are gonna be really important for much larger organizations with larger geographic reach. And then what about competitor analyses? Um, how often should you be checking in on your competitors? And is that something that you should be looking into on a weekly basis? Is that part of the checklist? I, I think so, yeah. Um, and again, there are tools where, you know, having to go out manually, keep an eye on your competitors can be really, really time consuming. Um, but there are tools, again, that will do that for you and compile that down into a report to say, here's how your competitors are trending. Here are some of the things that they're talking about that are gaining traction uh, so that you can just kind of keep that in the back of your mind. And as you're, you know, back to Andy's earlier comments about your kind of editorial uh, meeting that you're having once or twice a week, you can be reviewing those things and making sure that, you know, your competitor isn't talking about something that you really should be and you're, you're missing out on that. So uh, that's just another kind of piece to the, the puzzle here. So we've talked quite a bit about SEO because SEO kind of falls into all of the things, marketing, content, website, but I do want to touch on it a little bit more. What should you be doing weekly with your search engine optimization? Well, for starters, Google Search Console is your best friend in that area. I mean, there's a lot of very good search tools. We've mentioned a few such as uh, SEMrush, Moz, uh, Ahrefs, and so forth. And they will give you good data. Uh, a good new free one from Neil Patel is, is uh, Ubersuggest, or it's semi-free. I guess he does have a paid version of it. Uh, and they're all pretty accessible. But the great thing about Google Search Console is this is Google telling you how it's crawling you. <laughs> and actually giving you very detailed uh, advice as to what's not uh, being crawled properly, where it's flagging errors, and what you can do about that. So first and foremost, I mean, and obviously it's not good for competitive you, it only gives you access to your own search data, but it will tell you exactly how many times, uh, you know, in a period your content is appearing somewhere in, uh, you know, say the first 500 searches. Um, and in addition to that, uh, it will give you clicks, it will give you your ranking, uh, it will let you drill down into specific keywords, gives you a lot more data in some ways than what Google Analytics traditionally gives you. And part of that is because the data is completely anonymized. So it's a little more generous with its data. And you can, you can then put that report into Google Analytics or, or, or uh, Google's uh, 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 Google Data Studio, right, in order to get a, you know, sort of a, a custom view of it. Um, but the main thing you want to be looking for are things, you know, again, you're looking for anomalies. Are you, how are impressions trending up or down? Are impressions trending up but not clicks? That may or may not be a bad thing. More impressions means more visibility, but more, if you're not getting clicks, it means that maybe your, uh, your content is not ranking high enough, hasn't caught up, but that may still be a trailing indicator. So it's not necessarily a, a reason to panic. Uh, from a usability standpoint, you can go and look at their coverage report, which we'd encourage on a regular basis to look at just in case there are any pages that are throwing errors or, or, or warnings that might potentially cause you to lose ranking. And now they have a new report on Core Web Vitals, which is the recently announced uh, set of metrics 
uh, three of them to be precise, that are uh, Google's going to start uh, tracking by the end of the year, uh, having to do with, with site performance and page performance. So you can start getting your, your arms around how you're performing vis-a-vis -vis those metrics right now using the Core Web Vitals uh, report in, in Google Search Console. So uh, all of those are really great ways to keep on top of uh, potential issues that might impact your user experience in SEO and, and nip them in the bud before they become uh, real serious. You, you can, of course, use paid tools like SEMrush and, and others that we've mentioned. Uh, SpyFu is particularly good for keeping track of uh, keywords and competitors. Uh, so there's a lot out there. Uh, but first and foremost, uh, if you don't have Search Console set up, you're missing out on a whole free, on, on free valuable data that, that you absolutely should be taking advantage of. Yeah, uh, the thing that I, I like to use Search Console for the most is really identifying those crawl or indexability issues um, because those are going to, like, if you have those, those are potentially preventing your site from being crawled and indexed on Google and not being on Google is huge. Uh, so really identifying those pieces and then digging down there. And from my perspective, like a lot of the other stuff is more of that diagnostic level that we had talked about earlier. Not something that you have to necessarily keep a close eye on, um, but it's, it's there so that if you do notice a trend or an issue, you can dig down uh, and figure out what's going on. I mean, technical SEO is it for many a kind of a boring topic. Uh, <laughs> if, you're a, if you're a search geek, you know, then you really love this stuff, but it is so foundational. If your site's not getting indexed, if there's a problem with your sitemap or there's errors on your pages that are keeping Google from really crawling them successfully or leaking to you, or you're even potentially, uh, potentially having pages excluded because they're seen as duplicate content or irrelevant and so forth, that's really just hurting your site. And be before you get on to the keywords and all of the sort of the glamorous marketing stuff that people focus on with SEO and backlinks and all the rest of it, site needs to be fundamentally healthy. If it's not, then all that other work, then you're, you're essentially building on a foundation of sand. Yep. Well, with a couple minutes we have left, the final checklist I just wanna to touch on a little bit is paid ads. What do you need to look for? And then how can you adjust based on the weekly data that you see? Andy, you wanna kick us off? Sure. Well. Again, maybe this is going to sound a little bit like uh, it's repetitive, but the first and foremost thing that you care about with your ads is, are they working? <laughs> are they converting? So you hopefully have your ads set up. You have them geared to conversions. You're either measuring those conversions within the ad platform with certain pixels or tags, or you are, have imported conversions or otherwise linked them to conversions on Google Analytics so that you can track them there uh, and maybe even ultimately through into your CRM. You know, So being able to follow... Um, a lead that gets generated from an, from an ad to the landing page through the form into HubSpot or some other CRM, uh, and then being able to uh, put a real true value if somebody makes a purchase or it ends up being a deal, uh, to, to be able to then go back up the chain and attribute um, some sort of a value to that contact and therefore you know what, what, what was valuable about that, that ad campaign. Other than that, if you don't have that conversion data, and, and in some cases for businesses that are on a longer cycle, particularly B2B, or businesses that have a sales cycle where the sale may be completed offline, it can be really super challenging to do that, but it's really worth making the effort. Other than that, you have other kinds of performance and vanity metrics that you can use. 
uh, calling them vanity metrics makes it sound dismissive and I don't, I don't intend to be. Cost per click is still a really important metric. If you're paying too much for that click, then you wanna pause that keyword. So there are other uh, metrics that you wanna track besides conversions, click-through rate, cost per click. Um, uh, you know, when it comes to conversions, cost per acquisition, CPA is probably your most valuable one, but uh, definitely you wanna know whether or not your clicks uh, are costing you too much. Uh, and, and do something about that or you're overpaying for ads that are not maybe producing for you. Yeah, and, and one thing that we do with our clients, which we haven't really done ourselves, I'll admit, uh, up until recently, but um, once a week, just checking in on the contacts that are generated from these lead forms and asking, are they quality? Uh, you know, again, we do that for our clients, but um, something that we just recently started doing ourselves and it's it's something that a lot of folks may be overlooking. Um, you know, you may be converting really well, but if you're not converting the right kinds of leads uh, and they're, they're junk, um, those conversions don't really matter a whole lot. So uh, just kind of zooming out and asking yourself, you know, after you've had some time to look at and your sales team, um, you know, interacts with some of those contacts are we, are we getting the right kinds of, of folks in through these, these efforts? Sounds good. Well, thanks guys. I think that this was a super important conversation. I know it was a lot of information and we only went into it just a little bit, but um, we do really, really encourage using these checklists, checking these boxes every day, week, month can make or break your business, can save you a lot of money, can also make you a lot of money. So if you have any questions on any of the topics we covered, chat with us. Um, there's also a bunch of great resources online. So we will be back for our next Digital Lunchbox next week. Thanks everyone.